Welcome to the Wellness and Wanderlust podcast. We're here to demystify wellness and help you add a little adventure to your life. Tune in for a new episode every week where we'll hear from incredible guests and talk about ways to be happier and healthier in our new normal. I'm your host, Valerie Moses. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to Wellness and Wanderlust where we share tips for living our best lives. I'm so excited to have you here. It is August already. I cannot believe it. And that actually means that it's National Wellness Month. Here at Wellness and Wanderlust, I think it's pretty much always Wellness Month to some degree, but I love a reason to celebrate. So we're going to keep the celebrations going this August with some really amazing guests in the wellness space. And I am so fortunate to have such incredible people coming on the show from week to week. And so up first this month, we have my friend Elena Curry, who is a certified group fitness instructor and a full-time PR practitioner who will help you fall in love with fitness. And I'm honestly not exaggerating here. We first met about a year ago through an influencer challenge, which was hosted by Whitney Gonzalez. Her name may be familiar to you because she was on episode five of this podcast, all about taking your brand to the next level. I highly encourage you to check it out if you missed it. Ever since Elena and I first connected, our paths have crossed through both our blogging lives and our PR careers. And earlier this year, I actually had the pleasure of joining one of Elena's fitness challenges. She is so fun to work out with and is such a positive and upbeat coach. So I knew that I was going to have to have her on the show. You guys are really going to love her. Now in this episode, Elena and I talk about how fitness can support our mental health and the other non-scale victories that go along with our workouts. Hint, it's not just about how our clothes fit. Elena shares how we can make fitness more fun, tips for new moms getting back to the gym, finding balance in our lives, and how to avoid the comparison game and improve our body image. I think that self-esteem is something that we all struggle with at one point or another and how we feel about our bodies. And unfortunately, I think it's a conversation we don't have enough. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with Elena and hear what she had to say. She had a lot of really great tips, and I know that you're going to love hearing from her. So with all of that being said, let's dive into this week's conversation with Elena Curry. Hi, Elena. Thank you so much for joining us at Wellness and Wanderlust. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on your podcast. Well, I'm so excited to have you. This is long overdue. And before we really dive in, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you and about your wellness journey? Sure. So my name is Elena Curry, and I am a 30-something mom of two boys, wife. I am in the public relations industry. I work for a hospital system here in Central Florida, and I have a major passion for wellness and fitness. And it's kind of been a long journey, and I've been figuring it out and kind of tweaking it over many, many years. And I've kind of landed on a a niche of trying to inspire, motivate and encourage moms and young women to take the next step in their fitness journey through dancing, through lifting weights, and just really finding fun in fitness. So I'm excited to talk more about that and go into a little bit of a deep dive on what all that means. Absolutely. Well, I know we have a lot of moms and young women that listen to this show, and I know that some of them are already familiar with your workouts too, but what inspired you to become a group fitness instructor and to get into Zumba too? 
So I started teaching Zumba over 10 years ago now, and I'll tell you, I didn't love it the first time I did it. So I was in college and I was really unhappy with how I looked and really, really struggled with body image. And I, I knew I needed to make a change, but I, I just couldn't find any exercise that I really loved. And so I tried a Zumba class and it was very awkward. My body just didn't move the way the instructor did. And so I kind of just left it and tried other things for a while and then eventually came back to it and found an instructor I loved and started going regularly and really, really started to fall in love with it. And what's so great about Zumba is that because it's dancing, it's fun and you don't really realize you're working out. So I would look at the clock and be like, oh my gosh, we're already five minutes from the end of class. That just flew by. And I just fell in love with it, started doing it multiple times a week. And I would get so excited to show my friends the choreography. And I'd be like, look what we learned in Zumba today. And many of my friends would say, you know, you're actually pretty good at this. Maybe you should consider teaching. And so I started teaching just a small group of my girlfriends. We like met in someone's backyard for a while. And then we were in like a school cafeteria. And then I started teaching in a dance studio and then eventually into a gym. Uh, you know, and, and of course, throughout that time, I was working on getting my Zumba license. And really, it was just an unexpected turn for my life. I never would have imagined I'd become a fitness instructor. That's incredible. And as I was saying before we started recording, you can tell that you're really having fun when you're doing these workouts. And I think that's something so many of us go into fitness with kind of a sense of dread and something we have to do. But it's when it's something that we're having fun with, I think that really changes the game for us. Yeah, having fun is my number one priority. I don't want to do an exercise if I hate it, right? So Zumba mm -hmm. is something that just came natural because I like to dance and I'm having fun. And Zumba is a really big community. So you go to class and you see the same people there and you're having fun and you get to dance with them and shimmy with them. And you really just develop these friendships that keep you accountable to keep coming back. So finding a fitness routine that's fun for you I think is is number one. That's something my husband has always struggled with. You know, he doesn't love exercise and he's just he's tried so many different things. And if he doesn't love it, he quits it. And so he's gotten really into mountain biking lately. And I'm like, that's great. Not for me, but for you. That's great. And if you're having fun, go forth and do it. So I think finding something that you enjoy is like really the first step to getting back into a fitness routine. And that's such a, you know, that's such a good point too. I think right now we're kind of coming out of the pandemic. Life is starting to look a little more normal. And for some of us, that meant during the pandemic, we had a little more time to exercise. But for others, maybe our pants didn't fit anymore. You know, things kind of changed for us a little bit. We didn't really have that fitness routine. But as we're starting to kind of get back into almost real life again, wanting to have some of those healthier habits. What are some other tips you have for kind of getting back on track right now? Sure. Well, first, I want to say, if you were on the side of people who fell off the wagon during the pandemic, your pants got a little tighter, that's okay. We went through a pretty crazy year and a half. So cut yourself some slack. That's okay. We don't have to dwell on what happened last year. But all we can do is just take that first step 
and get back on track starting today. So something I would say if you really have been neglecting your health for a while is to not wait for the perfect time. There's never going to be a perfect time to jump back on the wagon, right? You just need to choose today and find some way to move your body, whether that's going out for a walk, whether that's going uh, in the pool and doing a couple laps, swimming, maybe it's Zumba, maybe it's hitting up the gym and trying out a new class, whatever it is, just start now. You don't have to wait until January to make that New Year's resolution. There's always a way that you can, you know, add some exercise and add some health into your life. So again, don't, don't be discouraged. I think we, many of us uh, really struggled in the pandemic and our choices were limited, right? The gyms were closed Mm -hmm. and we didn't have, uh, you know, that accountability of being able to be with other friends and go work out together. So it was really easy to let go of our health and fitness. So we're not going to worry about that. We're just going to start today, pick up where you left off and get going. I love that advice. And I think that's something we do need to be kinder to ourselves because you're right. I mean, the last year, year and a half, it was kind of a traumatic event for the entire world. And yet we're expecting ourselves to be exactly where we were before. And it may take a little bit of time and just being grateful to be coming out of it and to be able to move our bodies and just kind of start where we can. I think that's so Mm -hmm. important for us. Exactly. Something I'll I'll say for me, when we were headed into the pandemic, I had actually just come back from maternity leave. I had just had my second son and, you know, I had finally gotten back into the routine of starting to go to the gym again. And then a month later, everything closed. (laughs) And I was like, oh no, this is really going to ruin my progress. Like I really want to try to, you know, get back into shape and, you know, try to get somewhat of my old body back. It's never going to be 100% of what it was before kids, but I want to feel like me again. And that really shook me. And I had to think, okay, what can I do differently? I mean, obviously, I'm going to have to start working out at home. And I find it hard to get motivated to work out at home. And so I had to really get creative and think through how I could keep going with my progress despite the pandemic, especially being a new mom and juggling working from home and having a new baby. And it just, it was a lot, but I was able to kind of find the secret sauce to make it work. And, you know, we have so many moms and new moms that listen to the show. And one of our listeners did ask, any advice that you have for new moms trying to get into the swing of things after baby? Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, mama, you got to give yourself some grace, right? I I talk to a lot of new moms who are so anxious and so eager to hop back into exercise, you know, at like four weeks postpartum. First and Mm -hmm. foremost, you got to talk to your doctor, make sure that you wait until your doctor gives you the blessing to get back into exercise because everyone's body is different and we don't want to do anything that is going to injure ourselves or stunt any of that recovery that's happening after having a baby. But once you have your doctor's blessing, you have to know that it's going to look different, right? We're going to have to sacrifice. We're going to have to readjust and make some compromises in our schedule to be able to fit in exercise after having a baby. Some people are great at working out in the morning. Other people are great at working out at night. And so you you may have been a night person before, but now you're like, nope, that's not going to work. I'm going to have to get up at 6am and do my exercise before the baby wakes up. So it's going to look different than your old routine. And that's okay. But 
I think the first step that you need to do is get your partner's support. So sit down with your partner and say, hey, I really need to make my health a priority. I can't pour from an empty cup. I can't take care of the baby and take care of this house and give of myself if I don't have anything to give. So I really need to prioritize my health and I need your support to do that. So can you help me by you know, keeping the baby and giving me 30, 45 minutes a couple times a week so that I can exercise? And once you have that partner support, it makes it a lot easier to do that. But I think you really need to advocate for yourself and remind your 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 spouse, your partner, I mean, a lot of times men don't really understand what it feels like to be a mom and, and what it the stress that we feel and the mom guilt and all of that. And so it's really important that we advocate and say, hey, my self-care and my health is so important too. And in order for me to be a better mom, I've got to take care of myself. So start with that, have that conversation, and then really find the time it will work for you. So I I used to make the mistake of thinking I needed to spend an hour, two hours at the gym to have an effective workout. Wrong. All I need, all I need is 30 minutes. I just need to be efficient. I just need to really put in work in 30 minutes. And that's all I need. And I end up getting just as good, if not better of a workout than I used to when I would just spend two hours at the gym. So maybe that 30 minutes can be when the baby's napping. Or maybe that 30 minutes can be together as a family going out for a walk. Or maybe it's, um, you know, at night after you put the baby down to bed. But 30 minutes is, I think, a really realistic amount of time, even if you are a busy mom. And so you just need to make that commitment and get that support from your family and friends to do so. I think that support piece is so important and it's something we don't really think about, but it's something that just plays such a huge role in our overall lives and our wellness that having, you know, I think that's such a great point and something that I don't think we bring up often enough that your partner can be that support for you and can pick up for you when you need to take time for that self-care. And you know, you're right, you can't pour from an empty cup. And so taking that time for yourself and advocating for yourself, letting them know that you have to take that time for yourself. I think that's incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So something else I think for new moms especially, but really for so many of the people that are out there, body image is something that many of us struggle with. And I'd love to know your thoughts on how we can improve that in a positive way and just start to feel more comfortable in your own skin. So body image is something that I have struggled with for most of my teen and adult life. And I think most women would agree that they've struggled with it at some point. Even beautiful models and fitness Instagram influencers that we look up to, we may think they have the perfect bodies and they're so confident, but deep down, they have body image issues just like we do. Um, So it's something that I'm very familiar with. I struggled with a lot in my early 20s. Um, And I I think some of it comes with age and, and comes with just maturity and experience. I'll say since I've entered my 30s, I care less and less about what people think. And I have decided to wear clothes that I like and wear clothes that make me feel good and that reflect the way I feel about myself on the inside. And if someone thinks that I shouldn't wear those shorts because I have cellulite, well, I don't care what you think. I'm going to wear them anyways. So I think just 
choosing to ignore um, what other people have to say about you or what they think about you is huge because really I should be able to wear what I want without worrying about how other people think my body looks. My body is my business. It's not anyone else's business. One tip I would give, and this really did help me, is to get rid of that clutter. Stop following those social media accounts that make you feel bad about yourself. I used to follow a lot of fitness influencers and you know, I, I would look at their posts and think, man, my body doesn't look anything like that. And I'll never have abs like that, or I'll never be able to wear a bikini like that. And I have to smack myself and say, hey, wait a minute, you have a different body. Everyone's body is different. I know that woman doesn't have children. So she hasn't been through the trauma that your body has been through. And that's okay. We don't have to look the same. And I think it's been really helpful for me to stop following accounts like that and start following accounts that were more focused on body positivity and that. So I follow a lot of fitness influencers and fitness instructors who have that mindset where they're like, hey, this is my body, but I'm going to give it exercise. I'm going to give it good food, but I'm still going to love the way I look, even if it's not perfect. And I'm using air quotes, perfect according to society's standards. So I really, really tried to remove those negative influences in my life and start pointing myself more towards those positive influences. And I've seen a huge change in myself where I'm like, you know what? She has a body like me, but she is killing it in that workout and she looks great and I want to be like her. So really try to just surround yourself with those positive influences. And I think that'll really make a huge difference in your mindset. I love that because I think, you know, we spend so much time on our social media and there are plenty of accounts that I've followed in the past where it really did make me feel kind of bad about myself and whether I muted them or unfollowed them, not seeing the posts really did help my overall well-being. And I love what you had to say about surrounding yourself with those positive influencers as well and following kind of those expanders for you and having those people that have really great tips and have really great content, but they're not coming at it either from that negative place. They're not coming at it from that guilt place because I think as women, we have enough guilt. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, you posted something, it may have even been today with, you know, skipping the gym occasionally to go to that happy hour and how that's yes. okay sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think that we beat ourselves up, right? When we miss a workout and we think, oh, that's totally going to kill my progress. And now I'm going to have to do a double tomorrow because I skipped today. No, we shouldn't be be thinking like that. I, I used to be a person who was really obsessed with calorie counting. And there's nothing wrong with calorie counting and counting your macros and things like that. But when it becomes an obsession, it does become unhealthy. And I, I was one of those people who I used an app to track my food, which initially was helpful because it, it, it made me realize the foods that I'm eating, you know, some of which were unhealthy, and I had no idea just how unhealthy they were. So it was good initially, but I was so obsessed with being in that calorie deficit where if I if I ate more calories than I burned that day, then I, I did a bad job. And I needed to go out and do a run at the end of the night because I was 150 calories over. And, and that's just not healthy. That's not a way to live. And that makes exercise a punishment rather than a reward for your body. So I have chosen now, I don't really care about the calories that much. You know, I, I look at my 
my watch to see how many calories I burned at the end of the exercise. But ultimately, that's not the goal. I, I, I don't care, you know, how many did I eat today? How many do I need to burn? It's more about I moved my body, I ate food that I loved and food that gave me some nutrition. And that's all that matters. So I really try not to focus on that number so much anymore. And just like I don't really focus on the scale number either. So we, we need to be we need to be easier on ourselves and not punish ourselves. I just said this, but again, just to reiterate, like exercise and fitness should not be punishment. It should be something we do for our bodies to love it and to respect it. I absolutely love that. I completely share that sentiment. And I think you're so right about the calorie counting as well. I think tracking can sometimes be really helpful just to know, you know, I ate these foods today. This is how I'm feeling. Understanding how certain foods maybe affect our bodies, what we're putting in and kind of for that information. But all that really is, is information. And Mm -hmm. so many of those apps are telling us to consume an amount of calories that isn't really actually that healthy for our bodies, especially when we're exercising. Exactly. Yeah. I think when I was using this app, it told me I only needed to eat 1200 calories in Mm -hmm. a day, which is really hard to do. That's Mm -hmm. very hard to do, especially when you lift weights a lot and you're trying to eat more protein. I mean, sometimes those things have a lot of calories and they're not bad calories. So I think being aware of nutrition, and I'm not a nutritionist by any means, but I think being aware of what's in your food and looking at other things, not just calories, but looking at, you know, the sodium and the sugars and all those things, that's great. And that's great knowledge to have. But I don't think you should be a slave to those numbers all the time. I love food, love food, which is why I will never go on a diet. I don't like to restrict myself, but I feel like I have a good balance where I eat things that fuel me, eat things that are nutritious for me, but then I also can still indulge and enjoy foods that I love without guilt. And I think that's important because as we talked about guilt, I think there's so much guilt when it comes to our food choices and how it affects us on the scale. I know I have certainly been a slave to my scale in the past. Mm-hmm. I have actually been actively avoiding it at this point because I'm realizing it's not really going to tell me anything that my clothing can't tell me, that my emotions can't tell me and you know my skin and everything else and mm-hmm. you know even my level of energy throughout the day. Like there's so much I think so often you can weigh the exact same amount one day as you do, you know, and your body is totally different. Mm -hmm. And weighing yourself has so many factors, depends on what time of day and did you just eat? And, you know, if what clothes are you wearing? Like there's a Mm -hmm. lot of factors there and the scale can be such an enemy and it can be so discouraging when you're not seeing that number move. And so that's why I, I talk to my students a lot about other non-scale victories. So we talk about how do your clothes feel? Do they feel looser? That's a good sign that you're starting to slim down. Are you noticing that you're stronger and you have more energy? Are you noticing that you feel more confident and you're looking more lean and toned and you're happy with what you see when you look in the mirror? Those things are what I want. I am not so much into trying to be skinny or trying to reach a certain number on the scale, because that is different for every person. But more so, I just want to feel good in my body and like what I see in the mirror. Surely, we all deal with body image issues every day. There's still going to be things we don't like about ourselves. But for the most part, when you start 
adding in exercise and good nutrition into your daily routine, eventually you're going to start to see that progress and you're going to start to feel better in your skin. I think those non-scale victories are just so important and something that we often ignore because we are looking for that short term of what's happening with the number, even though, again, the number doesn't tell you a whole lot. I mean, to an extent, you you know, you lose 50 pounds, you probably did lose weight. But at the same time, again, it doesn't tell you how healthy you are. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that is so important. Now, for you, you are heavily involved in the fitness world, but you also have a successful career in public relations. You're a mom of two. Just juggling all of that and a social life and all of the other things and eating well, you know, one of our listeners asked what tips you have for kind of maintaining that balanced life and including all of that in your life. Mm -hmm. I get asked this question a lot. (laughs) People are always (laughs) like, how do you have time to do all the things that you do? And I think first and foremost, it helps that I'm a very type A organized person. Um, But I am probably one of the most reliable and consistent people that you'll meet. Because when I say I'm going to do something and I'm going to be there, I will be there. I am not the gym partner who's going to flake on you last minute. If I told you I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. I may be five, 10 minutes late because one of my kids, you know, had to poop before (laughs) we left the house, but I'm going to be there. So I think that in order to fit a lot of these things in, you have to be very dedicated and committed and you have to be intentional with how you organize your time. So for me, I have fluctuated back and forth between being a morning and a night workout person. But for the most part, I work out in the mornings, I'm able to drop off my kids at daycare and then get my workout done before I have to start my day at work. So that's helpful. I know not everybody has that option. But I also used to go to the gym and get my 35 minute workout at lunch on my lunch break. Uh, because I'm like, well, this is the only place I can fit it in. I've got the baby in the morning and then at night I got to do bath time and bedtime and it's just not going to work for me. So I would find a place to fit it in. And then with my food, I mean, I really just try to introduce healthy foods into every meal of the day. So, you know, if we're having dinner at night as a family, I try to make sure that I'm including some sort of healthy vegetable, that it's not all carbs or all sweets for dessert. So I I just, I really have to be focused and have to be organized to be able to get all of these things done, but it can be done. And again, having that spouse or partner support is huge. My husband is a great support system and a great dad and helps a lot when I need to step away and do things for myself. And I do that for him too. I know that his uh, love language is not exercise like it is mine. (laughs) And so I take the opportunities to, you know, take care of the kids and let him go off and do things that bring him joy too. So it's important to remember that even though we're parents and we have careers and whatnot, that we still should be able to pursue the things that we're passionate about. And so whatever that is for you, you've just got to be intentional about making time for it because you have time. Like I said, I only work out about 30 to 35 minutes for each workout. And that's really doable for a busy lifestyle. I think so too. I mean, you look at your day and I I know for me as well, I, I work in community engagement and PR too. And 
it will get pretty busy once life starts opening back up a little bit more. And at the same time, you can look through the day and find 30 minutes that maybe I would have been watching Netflix or doing something else, but just kind of rethinking the priorities a little bit and being organized. I know I go nowhere without having some kind of planner on hand. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I found in general kind of time blocking the day with that and, you know, including sometimes those workouts. I think if I, if I know when I'm going to do it, it makes it that much easier to just do it. Mm -hmm. And I think it really helps to have an accountability partner. I mean, obviously that looks a little bit different if you're not going to a gym right now or not seeing people in person, but a lot of people have been doing that virtually too. But for me, as someone who did not know how to lift weights 10 years ago, when I first started my fitness journey, I was very overwhelmed and embarrassed when I would go to the gym. Like, I don't know what I'm doing here. And so I had another girlfriend who was kind of in the same boat. We both wanted to get healthier. And for a while, it was like the blind leading the blind. We didn't really know what we were doing. We would like look up things on Pinterest. Like, how do we do a leg day and how do we do triceps? And it was a, a major learning experience, but she kept me so accountable. And I, I have another girlfriend that I work out with regularly now, and it's the same thing. You know, if I know she's waiting for me and she knows I'm waiting for her, it's going to happen. And it's a lot more fun when you get to do it with someone else. So try to find someone who is in that same space of life as you. You don't have to link up with a friend who's also a person personal trainer. Like it can be someone who doesn't know what they're doing either. And you're kind of just learning and experimenting together. And that actually makes it a lot easier when you're able to do the same level of intensity because you can just hand them the weights you were using and then it's their turn. And I just, I find that working out with a friend is so helpful for you staying on track. I love that. And it's something that I haven't thought about a whole lot in the last year, just with, you know, not being able to physically go into the gym the same way. But my fitness routine was the best when I was early into college. And it was because my friends and I could meet up at a certain gym class or we, mm -hmm. you know, knew that we had a certain goal we were working towards so we could go together. And you know what I love with that too? I, I think that really does kind of add to that whole balance because it kind of starts to fulfill some of that social life. If you can kind of shift some of those activities, sometimes toward maybe the more active ones, you're still getting to see your friends and have a good time together and catch up, but you might also be working toward a goal too. Mm -hmm. Some of my best friends are from Zumba. And I know that sounds weird because the people that we meet in Zumba are from all walks of life, all ages, mm. all shapes, all sizes, all <laughs> variety. And some of the best friends I have, I made through my classes. And that's because we had that consistent uh, meetup, right? Like I knew I was going to see you at least once a week at Zumba. And then, you know, after Zumba, we get a chance to chat. Sometimes maybe we go grab a coffee after class, whatever. And it just really makes that sense of community. And so I, I'm able to get my workouts and my fitness in while also getting to catch up with friends that I might not have time for if I had to do those things separately. So I, I love, I love that you brought that up because it, it does kind of help bring that those two parts of your life together, kill two birds with one stone, if you will. <laughs> Absolutely. That's something I've always loved is, you know, I, one of the networking groups I'm in, they, they partnered everybody up and the homework assignment was to meet up with your person and then come back and talk about whatever you did and, you know, whatever you learned. 
And so many of us ended up going to lunch or little things like that, coffee. But one of the pairings in our group, they both realized that neither of them feel like they get enough activity during the day. And they went for a walk around Lake Eola during their lunch break. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was so cool, even from the professional standpoint, you know, in this particular case that they were getting to know each other and having the same assignment that we all had, but they also got a little extra activity in their day. And it was something, again, that they were both working toward that they both felt that they lacked in their work day. And I just mm-hmm. love that. I It's something I miss, you know, going on. It's something that I'm excited for is life kind of goes back to a little bit more normal, but going for hikes with friends and, mm-hmm. you know, spending that time together and doing something active, but still getting that catch up time. Yeah. It's funny. I actually have a coworker who lives in my neighborhood and it took a while before we realized that we live in the same neighborhood. And obviously with a lot of people still working from home, we're both here during the workday sometimes. And uh, she and I needed to have a call recently about something work related. And I was like, you know what? You want to just go for a walk and talk? And it was great. Like we had a, we had a work meeting, but we were still walking and getting some exercise while we did that. So that was kind of a cool way to balance my work and actually getting work done while also getting some social, <laughs> some, <laughs> some, some social experience, but also getting a, a nice exercise in too. That's something I'm really going to miss with being back in the office was so many of my meetings. If it was a phone call, we would take that phone call sometimes on separate walks. And we I had a standing yeah. meeting every week that was an update meeting, but we still did take, you know, we took our walks while we talked and it was so nice. Mm-hmm. And maybe that could be normalized in the new workplace, but I hope so. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was so great to walk and talk. And I do feel like it helped me think better. And, you know, I think so often with fitness, we're thinking about the physical aspect of how your body looks and feels. But there are so many mental aspects to it as well, these benefits that we're not even thinking of. Mm -hmm. And one of our listeners did ask about how fitness and dance, how that all ties into your mental health and well being. I love that question. So for me, Uh, we say this in Zumba a lot, that dancing is my therapy. Uh, I I think that exercise can be such a great stress reliever and such a great release of tension. I mean, it's, it's, it works like a charm for me. It may not be that way for everyone, but I think that releasing those endorphins as you go exercise is really just so great for your total wellness inside and out. There are plenty of days when I don't feel like working out. And it's, that's kind of hard when you're the instructor, right? Because you have to be there. (laughs) Um, So there's been plenty of times when I've been, you know, I had to teach a Zumba class that night and I'm like, you know what? I had a bad day. I don't really feel like going and performing really. Cause when you're the instructor, you are performing a little bit. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like going and smiling and dancing, but I have to go because it's my job. And without fail, every time when class is over, I am smiling from ear to ear. I had a blast and I'm like, wow, that's exactly what I needed. I feel so much better. So even if, you know, you don't, think that fitness is helping your mental health at all. It really is. And and just going and doing something active, even walking outside, sometimes being outside. If you're in your house working from home or you're in an office working all the time, you just need some fresh air, just something to move your body and, and get your mental health on track. So 
I still recommend seeing a therapist and all of those things for your mental health. But I think that exercise can be a huge factor in that too. I think that is such a great point. And, you know, I think about for me, often I am going into a workout thinking, gosh, I really don't want to do this. But when it comes down to it, I have never regretted doing a workout. Once it's over, you always, even if you don't feel great right away, I find later in the day, I feel that I've accomplished something. Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe my concentration is a little bit better. I have a little more energy to get through the day, which energy is something that's lacking when you have some autoimmune issues. And so any little bit that I can get, you know, that's really fantastic. And so while it can be really hard to get started, I think taking that first step, I think it does play a huge role mentally for you throughout the day. Mm -hmm. I love that you brought up the also physical health, right? You you have an autoimmune um, issue that you deal with. And I've, I've, I've heard that from some of my other students who are like, well, I have to modify because I have this condition or whatnot. Um, or the reason I'm exercising is because of this condition. And I need some kind of movement in my life to help in that area. And one of my students recently told me, I, I actually had no idea. Um, but she told me when she first started doing my classes, uh, that the reason she decided to join was because she had a a heart scare and she's only in her mid thirties. And so it really rocked her world. And and her doctor was like, you need exercise. Like you need to do something to change uh, the way that you're going about your life right now for the sake of your health. And so she, he put her on some medication. And so she started doing my classes and she's been doing my program for about six months now. And she just told me that her doctor finally took her off her medication and is like over the moon happy with the place that she's in now and the changes that she's made so far. And I I can't take credit for all of it. Of course, she's, you know, focusing on nutrition more too, but that just, it really hit me and reminded me like, Hey, what we're doing, um, you know, as instructors by helping people is yes, maybe helping them lose weight or meet those other non-scale victories, but it's making a huge difference in their actual real health. And that is so, that is so rewarding for me to hear that. Um, because I didn't even really think about the level of, um, of help that what I'm providing can do for other people. So that was, that was so awesome to hear that. I was like, wow, I have to tell people about that. (laughs) So cool. Yeah. Talk about a non-scale victory. I mean, it's literally changing and saving lives for so many people, just getting that movement. Absolutely. Yeah. So for those who are just starting to get into a workout routine, I think it it can be difficult to really stay motivated, especially when you may not see, you know, unfortunately, I think we do often look to the weight loss in some, in some facet. How do we stay motivated if we hit a plateau or, you know, just kind of getting past the instant gratification? Yeah. So I ran into this. I hit a major plateau early on in my fitness journey where I was only doing cardio. I was doing Zumba, 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 Zumba all the time, multiple times a week. And initially I did start losing weight and it made a big difference, but then I really hit a plateau and I was like, well, why isn't this working anymore? I don't really understand. Like I was, you know, on a, had a good momentum going and I was in a fitness instructor's class and she said something that like blew my mind at the time. And she said, if you're here and you're trying to lose weight and you're trying to look better and feel better and all you're doing is cardio, you're 
eventually going to hit a plateau, you have to add in strength training. And it was like, like mind blown. I had never heard that before. And I was like, Oh, that's what I'm missing. And again, I mentioned this earlier, like I had no idea where to start or how to do that. But eventually, once I started adding in and making strength training and weightlifting a priority, that's when I really started seeing changes in my body. And people were always saying to me like, wow, you've lost so much weight. And I would be like, actually, I've lost no weight. It's just my body Mm -hmm. is more muscular now and leaner and I'm looking fitter. So the scale wasn't changing at all, but I was noticing those changes. So my advice, if you've hit a plateau is to switch it up, do something different, um, mix in other types of workouts. I mean, I do a lot of strength training. I do a lot of Zumba, obviously, but I also love yoga. Yoga is amazing for your health. It gives you so much flexibility, some stretching, deep stretching that you need, especially if you work out a lot. And then it also is giving you some some mental break too, right? You're just kind of being there in the moment and loving your body, pushing it to do new things and challenge yourself to do poses that you never knew you could do before. Uh, and it's great for building strength too. So I would say just try new things. You know, if you're if, if you've been doing the same exercises for leg day every single week and you're like, man, I'm not feeling these anymore. It's time to switch it up. Try to time to do something different. So in my program and when I'm teaching my classes, it, it looks different every time because we want to just mix things up, push our bodies to do different things, try out new exercises. And that's always when I notice that I feel sore. Or I'm seeing results when I've done something different and I'm like, wow, okay, I guess I haven't used that muscle in a while. <laughs> so it, it, it is good when you hit a plateau to really just try something different. And you might be nervous to try a new thing for the first time, but you may surprise yourself and you might actually like whatever this new type of exercise you do. I think that's such great advice. And I've loved seeing some of your yoga posts as well, because I think that's something, it's such a great active recovery. And I think so often we, you know, we, we do think of it just in terms of the stretching and don't really realize the mental aspect and how helpful I think it is for our muscles as well after a long week of why those stretches are so important. I absolutely love yoga and I love the idea of switching it up too. I've found certainly when I've had my plateaus, it has been when I've been doing the same thing every Mm -hmm. single day and kind of gotten into that rut and you get kind of bored, I think, doing the same thing every single day. Yes, definitely. It, It gets really boring. So that's why I love to just change it up. I like to do different styles of strength training even, you know, like so one time I'll go and do, you know, pyramids where I am starting at low reps and then getting higher reps and then come down that pyramid lower reps again. Other times I might do like Tabata intervals, which are like really intense where you work hard for 20 seconds breathe for 10 seconds, work hard for 20 seconds. It's like eight rounds. Those are intense. So I just even like to mix up the style that I do for my workouts because I I noticed that it 
it trains my body differently. But I, I'm so happy that you love yoga too, because it really has been a game changer for me. And depending on the type of class you go to, I mean, it's not just stretching. I mean, it could yeah. kick your butt too. I go to a lot of power yoga, uh, hot yoga classes. And while I do get a great deep stretch, I mean, it really pushes my strength. And I feel like I'm decently strong. But then I go in there and I'm like, wow, no, I, I can't. Apparently, I can't lift my body on my arms. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> but I've been seeing the progress. Like there are poses that I remember a couple years ago laughing at and being like, ha yeah, I'll never be able to do that. And I'm able to do it. And it's really just because I've been consistent. I've kept going, kept pushing my body and challenging my body. And I am absolutely amazed every day what it can do, especially after having two kids. I never would have imagined I would be as active as I am. So I'm, I'm pretty dang proud of myself. <laughs> That's awesome. You've definitely inspired me to get back into yoga a little bit more. I mean, I, yeah, I used to do cheerleading. I was so flexible and, you know, you lose that when you're not using it. And every time I see some of the poses, I think I'm not sure if I'll ever be able to do that again. And I think it really is just, it might take me a little bit longer because I'm not 16 anymore, but you know, our bodies can do really incredible things. And it's, it's not just about what they look like, but the things that they can do for us. And I think that can be so amazing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that, yeah, we, we are not as flexible as we once were. I watch, you know, my son, he can like put his toes all the way in his mouth and put his (laughs) leg over his head. And I'm like, wow, I wish I could do that. So our bodies change with time, but you absolutely can do those poses. It's just going to take consistency. For me, yoga is one of those things that you just have to continually do. And even if it's just getting on your mat for like 10 minutes, a couple times a week, it really makes a big difference. You don't have to go to an hour long class because who has that kind of time when we're all busy, right? But if you're able to do a yoga workout for like just 10 minutes, that's really going to improve your flexibility and it's going to help you get better and improve in those poses. Absolutely. And I I love what you talked about too with switching it up and not just with the type of workout, but kind of the style of how you're doing it. And that was something I think that your classes kind of taught me a little bit because I didn't think to, you know, as far as even strength training goes to change up the way I was doing my intervals. I think in the past I would always say, okay, I'm going to do three sets of 10 or 20 or what have Mm -hmm. you, but really did not vary up the speed or anything like that. And I think that's just something that we don't think about that can, it helps us mentally and physically. Yeah. And it, it, like you said before, it helps mix it up and keep it not boring. Right. Cause I would get very bored doing home workouts, just staring at my wall with the same dumbbells. I mean, so I have to mix it up for the sake of my sanity. (laughs) So yeah, even, I mean, there are so many free resources out there of, you know, you can find them on Instagram, on Pinterest, Pinterest, wherever, where you can like look up new types of workouts and new exercises. That's where I get a lot of my ideas from. I, I will like, I'll Google dumbbell exercise for triceps and I might find something that I've never tried before. And I'm like, huh, I would have never thought to do that, but that's pretty effective. So I always like to try new things just because I know it's going to challenge my body and it's going to keep it from getting boring. And that's something I've noticed a lot with doing one of your fitness challenges was that a lot of the workouts, even though I was doing some strength training here and there, they were different from what I had done in the past. And so I would love to know for our listeners 
who are interested in trying out some of your classes, tell me about what you offer in your practice and how they can get involved with that. Sure. So I do challenges that are for a set amount of time. The next one is going to be launching in September, and that's going to be a six-week one. And what we do are different workouts each week, and you have a week to complete that week's worth of workouts. So you can do them on your own schedule. I know we're all busy. So like I said, some people like to work out in the morning, some at night, some are like, can't do it on Tuesday, got to do it Wednesday. That's fine. So I provide you with three strength training workouts. And then you also have videos for Zumba and stretching. So you can kind of um, go at your own pace and do it on the days and the times that work for you. Um, and then we, we're all in a group chat so that we have accountability. And we also can just encourage and motivate each other. We like to share recipes in there and other uh, ideas of like, hey, this is what I did on my off day. Like I took a walk with my family and we just really keep each other accountable. So if you want to try a free class, you can do that on my website. It's workoutwithmom.com. That just rolls off the tongue. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so easy to remember. So if you go to workoutwithmom.com and then you go to the tab um, for my fitness challenges, you can see a free class on there, a 35 minute class, and you can get a little bit of, of a taste of what my class is like. So I'm, I'm excited to launch. Uh, this one coming up in September. So if anybody's interested, you can sign up for my mailing list there and then you'll get an email when the challenge is open and available. That's awesome. And before I let you go, I would love to dive into a few of our rapid fire questions as well, just so the listeners can get to know you a little more. Okay. Awesome. Now we've been talking about these quite a bit, but what would you say is your top wellness tip? Oh, all right. Um, my top wellness tip would be to find balance. So it's it can be really hard to not have the all or nothing mentality, right? We feel like, all right, I'm going to be committed. I'm going to like go on this diet. I'm going to work out seven days a week. And I just don't think that's sustainable long term. So I really encourage you to just find some balance with both your exercise, making sure that you take rest days and you listen to your body and also with your nutrition too. So enjoy foods that you love, but also find balance in what you're eating. Make sure that you're getting good nutritious food. That's always worked for me. And I think that's the way to keep it going long-term. I love that. I think that's a very sustainable approach to it that, you know, we're not going to get burned out. We're truly mm -hmm. approaching it from that positive place. Absolutely. Now, where is your favorite travel destination? Hmm. Well, I would say my favorite place that I've gone to so far, and I've only been there once, on our 30th birthdays, my husband and I took a, a trip overseas. It was the first time we'd ever done that together. And we went to Paris. And I know that's going to sound so cliche, but I loved it. It fulfilled every fantasy I ever had of Paris. And I thought it was just so beautiful and so romantic and so historic. And that is like goes down in the books as one of my favorite trips. I mean, I think there's a reason it's a favorite city for so many. I absolutely love Paris. I think, you know, the food, the sights, the art, everything. Yeah. It's just such an incredible place. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a magical city for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, if you were an animal, what animal would you be and why? <laughs> I think that 
based on the clothes and accessories that I wear, people would probably say cheetah. (laughs) I love animal print and cheetah print is my absolute favorite. So we'll go with that. I think the cheetah is pretty, pretty um, ferocious female. So I like that. Love it. And I've been so excited in the last couple of years to see more cheetah print, Um, you know, back on the shelves. It's been, I always say that cheetah is a neutral and that you can wear it anywhere. You can wear it with anything. And I don't care if people think it's tacky or flashy or loud. Like, I don't care. I will be head to toe cheetah. (laughs) Like, I'm usually (laughs) always in some sort of animal print in some way, shape or form. So I love it. I'm here for this trend. That's awesome. Now, if you could master a completely new skill, what would that be? So another thing that I do in my life on the side is I sing. And so although I love to sing, I really wish that I also could play an instrument. And I don't do that. I was never in band. I never learned an instrument. And I really think that would have been a great compliment to singing. It would have certainly made it easier to make my own YouTube videos, just playing my guitar and singing. But that's never something I learned. And I think I probably never will. However, I have two sons who are young, and they easily could learn an instrument. So I'm going to kind of like point them in that direction. And then maybe one day we can start a family band. I don't know. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. (laughs) Well, you let me know. I will buy the CD or go to the concert or. All right. My oldest, my oldest loves to sing. So I'm like, all right, I guess if lesson learned, knowing that I like to sing as a kid, if I could go back, I would tell myself like, hey, pick up an instrument and learn it while you're young and it's easier to learn. So we'll see what happens. I have so many regrets about not practicing the piano like as often yeah. when I was doing that. Um, so I, I can definitely relate to that. And what would you say is next for you on your bucket list? Ooh. Um, well, let's go back to the wonderlust part of this. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I wish that we traveled more before we had kids, because once you have kids, it makes it really challenging. You've got to find someone to watch your kids. You're dumping all your money into daycare and raising these expensive (laughs) children. So unfortunately, we didn't do a lot of that before we got married. But I think now we're making it more of a priority to take vacations away from the kids every now and then and just focus on reconnecting just the two of us. So in 2023, it will be our 10 year wedding anniversary. So I think we're due for like a big trip and a place that both of us really have always wanted to go is Thailand. And that's like, not an easy one to get to, right? So it would have to be a decently long trip, like 10 days to make it worth it with all the travel time. But I've known a few people who went there and said that it was awesome and that it was pretty inexpensive once you get there to stay and just the sights and everything are just so awesome. So I I think we're going to start planning for that next year and hopefully we can make it for our 10 year. Oh, that sounds like such an incredible trip. And I can't wait to hear all about it that I've heard I've heard so many great things about Thailand. Yeah, I, I, I've seen amazing pictures from a couple of my friends who've gone on their honeymoons. And I'm just like, wow, I, I I would love to do that. But I feel like it it, it would have to be a long trip because the travel time to get there is like a day or two. So you know, to make it worth it, you've got to be there for a while. So We'll see. I am hopeful that we'll be able to do it. Of course, we want to be able to do more family vacations. I mean, I grew up in a house where 
I had a single mom and we just didn't really go on a lot of family vacations mm-hmm. because we couldn't afford it. And so I want to be able to do those kind of things with my kids. Um, but again, finding that balance is also making sure that I make time for just me and my husband too. Like mm-hmm. I'm not just a mom, I'm also a wife and we have a marriage and a friendship outside of our kids too. That's so important. And I I think that's so great finding that balance in all of those areas and getting to provide those experiences for the kids as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, can you tell our listeners, I know we shared, you shared a little bit about your fitness challenges, but how can they connect with you and where can they find you? Sure. So again, my website is workoutwithmom.com. And on there, you can find information about my fitness challenges, but also about my Zumba classes. I also offer virtual Zumba as well. If you are one of those people who's a little bit nervous to try it in public, (laughs) and you want to just give it a go from home, where it's like a judgment free zone, you can do that. Um, And I've also got some more info about my story on there. But you can also connect with me on Instagram. It's Elena J. Curry, A-L-A-Y-N-A-J Curry. Um, And I post a lot of fitness content on there. And um, I'm really into reels right now. So I post a lot of fun and silly, relatable mom and fitness reels. Um, So yeah, come find me on Instagram and let's be friends. Sounds great. And I just have to say, I absolutely love your reels. And I saw you went viral not too long ago. And it's just been amazing to see some of the stuff that you've gotten to post. Yeah, I, uh, that was a wild ride that two weeks when I went viral. That's never happened to me before. And I never (laughs) imagined it would. But it was a pretty funny uh, dancing video with my son that I guess people just, they really found it funny and it resonated with them. So uh, but yeah, it hit, I think it peaked out at 1.5 million, which is absolutely insane. (laughs) I'll never be able to recreate that. But it was a fun ride while it lasted. That's absolutely amazing. And I'll be sure to link all of your information in the show notes so listeners can find you and find your viral content and your very helpful workout content as well. I think you have so many great videos with workouts we can do at home and ways we can make it you know, accessible for us throughout our day. So I know that's very appreciated. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on and for sharing your story with us today. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. This was really awesome. And I hope that some of your listeners will find this helpful. I mean, I have struggled with many, many of the things we talked about today. And so I just hope that someone finds this inspiring and kind of the kick they needed to take their health seriously. I loved chatting with Elena about how we can take on a more positive approach when it comes to our fitness journeys. I think most of us have dealt with body image issues at one point or another. Maybe we're currently dealing with it and it can be so easy for us to spiral into a place of negativity or a place of punishment rather than loving our bodies for what they can do for us and because they are ours. I know that this is something I constantly struggle with myself and it was definitely the conversation that I needed to have. So I hope for some of you that it was the conversation you needed to have as well and that this was helpful for you. Now I have linked all of Elena's information in the show notes. 
along with her website to sign up for her newsletter. The timing of this episode could not be any better because on August 6th, Elena will be opening up registration for her next fitness challenge. It's going to be a six-week challenge. And if you enjoyed the episode and enjoyed her approach, which I'm sure you did, you can pop over to workoutwithmom.com and sign up. She really does have such a fun approach when it comes to fitness. I really enjoyed her previous challenge and I'm excited to join again. I think this is something we don't often see in the wellness space is just having fun and enjoying yourself and doing it because it's a way that we can move our bodies. Now, I cannot wait to join this next challenge and I really do hope to see some of you there. If you enjoyed today's conversation, you can always lend your support to the show by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or really wherever you're tuning in from. I would like to thank each and every one of you for being a part of the Wellness and Wanderlust community. And as always, if you have a topic that you'd like us to explore on a future episode of the podcast, please do not hesitate to email me. My email address is Valerie at wellnessandwanderlust.net, or you can always DM me on Instagram at wellnessandwanderlustblog. Hit that subscribe button to keep up with new episodes and share this episode with a friend. Have a wonderful day, and I will see you next week.